Hello and welcome to Cousin Chat. Here we talk about what matters and we believe that our faith is strong and when our faith is strong you can't go wrong. And so today we have an entrepreneur spotlight. Yes, yes, yes. Today we are shining the spotlight on our cousin Kazanta. But first, let me introduce who's here. Kenyana, say hello to the people. Hello, people. And the other cousin that is joining us is our cousin Kazanta, who is now a published author. She's the author of The Gathered Petals, The Poetic Life of a Gullah Yamasi Woman. Pazanta, say hello to the people. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> this, I've been waiting for this moment, Pazanta. Let me tell you, when I got your email about your, you know, the message about your book and it finally being published and ready to be purchased, I was so happy for you. Like so many things went through my mind. I started thinking about how long you've been writing, yes. you know, and that this yes. moment is here. Mm. And I just got so excited for you. It was almost like it was my book. <laughs> you know? that, that's how happy I was for you. Like, oh my gosh. So, Pazanta and Kenyana, I know you were ecstatic. You know, sure was. you are a writer, yeah. and we'll get into that later. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to get to you in a second. But this is about Pazanta. Pazanta, listen, if you could tell us just a little bit about your journey as a writer. Okay, I'd be happy to. Um, wow, I started writing, oh, when I was, that I can remember at 12 years old. I just started writing um, uh, in poetry. And um, I actually started saving my poetry around the age of 13, 14. At the age of 14, I saw a film in school, high, in, in, in high school. Ruby Dee and Ossie Davis were reading poetry. Mm-hmm. And I remember I said, oh my God, that's it. <laughs> you know? oh. Because by that time I had been writing you know, poetry, but it, to me, it was just something to do, you know, I never really knew it had any kind of value, you know what I mean? Just, Mm -hmm. you know, but when I saw Ruby Dee and Ossie Davis do a poetic reading uh, in Atlanta on film, I said, oh, that's it. That's, that's how you read this, this kind of writing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that was my, they, they actually, helped me to um, develop the framework of how to deliver what I was writing, okay? Okay. And then I start, I kept writing throughout high school uh, and college. And, um, and also, my mother used to have an album in, at, uh, of Maya Angelou reading poetry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this is really a funny story here because um, I listened to the, to the album and I said, okay, if I ever record my poetry, this has got to sound like that. The jazz was tight, the, you know, the mm-hmm. poetry, the arrangement, everything, right? And so for years, and I'll get back to the high school, but for years, I wanted to emulate that poetry and jazz. And so um, in, in 2000, I think 15, um, 
I was talking to Uncle Edward, you know, because he would come to the Gullah Festival. And I said, That's Uncle my dad, Edward. Folks. That's my dad. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said, Uncle Edward, I said, you know, I would love to one day just record my poetry with you and Uncle Alvin, you know, the jazz in the background. I said, because, you know, my mom used to have this album of Maya Angelou. And I said, and it was tight. The music was tight. Oh, my God. And I was just going on and on. So Uncle Edward said, well, I'm glad you like the music. I, I said, really? <laughs> Why? He said, because that was me and your Uncle Alvin playing the music on the, yeah. on, on the album. I was wow. like, really? I never knew that. <laughs> yeah. I have that album. Okay, yes. Yes, I never knew that until like 2015 that um, that it was Uncle Alvin and Edward doing the jazz on Maya Angelou's album and they knew her. They worked with her. So that was really a delightful surprise there. And uh, but getting back to, you know, the high, high school, um, then I was still writing throughout high school and college. And by the time I got to college, I had a, an instructor, uh, Dr. Stevenson. And I was telling him, you know, how I, you know, I write poetry sometimes and so forth. And so he said, really, well, why don't you bring it and let him listen to it? So I did. And he said, oh, he says, well, your poetry is more than just a hobby. He says, you need to really do that. You know, really, you, you know, write your poetry. Mm -hmm. and really, you know, become one with it. And so, um, and so I began to honor what I saw around me, you know, because everything around me, you always had some kind of meaning, um, some, so, some sort of sacred meaning to me, capture the moments of, of feelings I uh, experienced when I saw beautiful things around me. And I always wanted to capture that in words. So um, I just, you know, yeah, it, 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 it mm -hmm. is because, you know, I can be sitting watching a sunrise, but how do you put that in words? And sometimes there are some things that are just too beautiful, but you can come sort of close mm -hmm. if you if you know how to arrange the words. And so words be, then became very, very uh, sacred to me, you know, and, um, and I began to take my writing more seriously. In the 1980s, there was a movie out called A Soldier Story. And I don't know if you remember that, but um, there was a scene where the sergeant was talking really down to a Geechee in the movie. And he was saying that the day of the Geechee is gone and dead and all this other kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And, you know, I mean, he mm -hmm. was, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm a Geechee, you know, <laughs> I'm from South Carolina, you know. And so that's what it's so weird, though, me. that I remember that part of that movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, I took it personally. I really did. I'm like, wait, hold up. This, this, that's not right. So I wrote a poem called Geechee Lover. And that was um, the first time, I believe, that I actually started writing poetry about anything from the Low Country, you know, um, Gullah or Geechee and, and all of that. So, uh, and then in, also in the 80s, I, my um, ex-husband and I lived in Dallas, Texas. And so I wrote briefly for um, the Dallas Forward uh, Times newspaper. And there were like articles on enlightenment. 
And um, and then let's see, in 1993, I had a poetry and jazz show in Atlanta um, on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. So <laughs> I, I'm laughing because I picked that time because I said, well, nobody's really going to want to hear this, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it was like an experiment. It was a personal experiment mm-hmm. to do my poetry and jazz and do it when I thought really nobody was going to be listening. However, people were listening. And then people started calling. They wanted to come on the show. They wanted me to come on their show. I was getting invitations to do spoken word um, in Atlanta. And um, and then I started doing spoken word at um, the festival. And then I recorded poetry on CD um, with uh, my uncle uh, Seaborn uh, Westbrook, they ran's husband. Uh, he had a recording studio, so he let me come in and I recorded a CD of you know spoken word there. And well, then also, journey, it just mm-hmm. sounds like you've just been writing the whole. Yeah time and have had all these great experiences so when you look back and even if you said a while ago one day I'm going to write a book what actually made you say like I'm really going to write this book like what made you finally make that decision you know to write a book well you know what do you remember that scene in Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon that, that's one of my favorite movies. Well, you know. mine too. You know, Brad and I talked about that on another chat. That yes. used to take you to us at grandma's house. Put that yes. in and we were there for a couple of hours. Replay, yes, play it again. Yes. Of course I, love that I know movie. that movie. So which scene are you talking about? Okay. So the scene when he he realized who he was. Yes. And when he his mind went on, everybody who was telling him you know you're this. You know you're that. You, and so he finally said, I am. Mm-hmm. You know, this. Mm-hmm. I am. And so since I, I left Atlanta back in September and moved to North Carolina, it's, you know, it's peaceful, it's quiet, and I have nothing but space, opportunity, and time. And I said, you know what? And, and so all the little jewels of things that people have said over the years you know I, when I read uh, poetry at the Gala Festival this man walks up to me and he says wow your poetry is, is excellent do you have a book and I said well no I don't have a book mm-hmm. okay I said but I will the next Gala Festival mm-hmm. and so um, uh, when Charlotte read one of my poems um, back in the early 90s late 80s early 90s and she said, where did you get this? And I said, uh, it was a poem called To Know. And um, I said, I wrote it. She said, you wrote this? I said, yeah. She said, you need to publish this, you know. Um, and then Reba said to me, just a couple of years ago, well, Pisanto, why don't you publish your poetry? She said, I mean, if you publish it, I'll buy it. I said, you will? You know, <laughs> so just different, you know, you start thinking about little things different things that people have said over the years you know uh and i said you know what i have the time to do it i you know i have the space i have the opportunity to do it doggone it now is the time and so that is what you know um that that's why i just went on ahead and i I said let me do it now 
now. Well, I'm, I'm so glad you decided to do it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I thought of, Kenyana, I thought of you also because I know you write. And sometimes, you know, you second guess yourself, which, you know, you need to stop doing. But anyway, that's another chat for another time, another group of people. But um, we are a family full of a lot of talented people. Yes. And there's a lot of untapped talent. Yes. And so, Kenyana, hopefully one day you will walk in yours as a writer and continue to do, to do so well. So Pazanta has inspired that, me. I was just about to say, <laughs> I hope that Pazanta's story has been an inspiration. I mean, it already was, but just to see this come to fruition for you, Pazanta, is just so, you know, it, it, you know, because I, 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 yeah, it made me start even thinking about some of the things that I have put to the side mm-hmm. in terms of writing. You know, come on, yes. Kenyana, both you and I, we were English majors. Like we mm-hmm. like to write. We and we do it well. But you know, sometimes our focus gets so much on one area that we don't necessarily continue with uh, our ability to let another area grow. Mm. I used to write songs all the time. I stopped mm. doing that. Mm. And mm. why? I don't know. I mean, is it because no one was going to hear it? Like, I don't know. But I actually wrote some very good songs, by the way. Thank you very much with the hook, the chorus. But yeah, I know how to write a song. <laughs> but I stopped writing them. And I don't know why. But you have inspired me to think about writing again. Yeah. You know? yeah. And um, you also mentioned that, you know, it's something that you could just do well but it's more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you are gifted to do something, it's almost like you have an obligation to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the thing, is owning owning that. A, friend, a very good friend of mine, Cochise, told me years ago, he says, um, we were talking about my poetry. And I said, well, you know, I, it's, you know, I like to write poetry. He says, Zanta, you need to own what you are he says you are a poet it's not something that you do it's something that you are and so now I can say yes I am a poet I and I own that and I own it because even how I think you know what I mean just poetically I can just think of something and immediately my mind starts going to how do I, I mean, it just flows in, in either rhyme and that's, and that's another thing too, because in my book, I have rhyme, I have uh, narratives or short reads, I have freestyle and I have what's called haiku. Haiku are like short quotes, you know, mm-hmm. you all know that, you all are English, but, mm-hmm. but um, you know, but I didn't know that <laughs> because I I just write it. I just write it. Like, okay, yeah. So I have one poem that I wrote. It's called Satisfied Love. It is a haiku. So just a, a short, you know, three sentence poem. But it goes, I refuse to abandon the forest because the trees help stop the rain. Mm. And, and then that's just it. And um, so, you know, I have just maybe three of those in the book. The book um, has a little over 90, 92 poems, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, so it's, it's a variety 
of, of uh, poems. I have um, I talk about beauty and pride, um, nature, God, healing, love and romance, relationships, family and friends, self-love, social awareness, and black men. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, those are all great topics. I mean, I didn't mean to overreact on one in particular. That was not an overreaction. <laughs> but guys, that sounds like so great. It sounds like there is something for everyone. It is. In your book. Absolutely. There is something for everyone. Well, guys, you know, thank you so much for uh, chatting with us. Well, listening. Uh, along with us today. Um, if you want to follow us, do that on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can listen to our podcast on cousinchat.com. That's C U Z N C H A T.com. And, uh, you know, just be inspired. But, you know, before we go today, I want you, Pazana, if you would read one of your poems for us. I mean, it is the month of love, so to speak. So if you have any type of love poem you could share with us before we go. And then after that, we'll get into the takeaway. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. This is called uh, Nightly Perfume. There is no man more beautiful in my life than you. The smell of your brown body is a sweet scent as strawberries to a starving woman. Your eyes dare me to be myself and are as fulfilling when I stare into them as the discovery of rich soil in the land of the famished. Your hands harness me and carry me over the nightmares that were waiting to misuse and abuse me. You are the frequency I gladly ride above all vehicles that planned on crashing my dreams and desires. Your scent is celestial, ever piercing and seductive, like the sage that penetrates ethers, shifting vibrations, so I know your love is pure. The heart of my flesh pumps the very, the life of my very existence for you. There is no man more beautiful in my life. Ooh. Yes. Snap, snap. That was beautiful. I can't wait to get my copy of this book. Pazanta, tell them, tell the people where they, how can they get your book? Um, Just go to Amazon.com and it is live. Just, uh, just, uh, and just look for The Gathered Petals, The Poetic Life of Gullah Yamasi Woman. Yes, please do, folks. You will definitely be in for a treat. Um, So for the takeaway I have today, you know, it's just, I know it sounds cliche to never give up on your dreams, but it's good advice. It is. Absolutely. Like I said, it sounds cliche, but look, if you have a dream, you know, you listen to Pazanta's journey and how much she wrote how many things or many types of writing she wrote to get to this point and how many years yeah. it took, yeah. but she yeah. did it, you know? Yeah. And so for you, if you're out there and you're listening and there's something that you've had your mind set on doing and you've just been putting it off or you maybe need to be inspired a little bit, well, hopefully this episode will give you that inspiration. Um, Kenyana, what else can you add to the takeaway for today? The only thing I can add is that 
you know, you mentioned earlier about, you know, owning who you are, what you do, you know, just and, and you know, that to me, that was really just grabbing on to the great I am just mm-hmm. really just, you know, understanding the God that's within you, you know, and, and all that you do and you, you know, embracing who you are is just thank you for this moment. This was wonderful. Thank you. Yes. Pazanta, anything to add to the takeaway for today? Um, one thing that I hold on to, wrote, our, our grandmother had a book, Never Too Late. That's right. And I, that, that rings, that always rings in my head. It's never too late. Never too late. But do it. But do it. Right. Do it. Mm-hmm. And don't let others discourage you. Don't let others discourage you. Don't let anybody say, well, what are you going to, at this age, you ought to this and that. No, because in God, there's perfect timing. And yes. I feel that because I surrender my life to God and everything that I walk in is perfect timing. So, you know, the time is now to do it. That's right. Kenyana, thank you so much for joining me today. Pazanda, thank you so much for being with us. Guys, so till we come back to our next cousin chat, just please think about all of that that you've heard today. I'm Donna. I'm Kenyana. And I'm Pazanta. And this has been the Entrepreneur Spotlight episode of Cousin Cousin Chat. Okay. (laughs) Be blessed, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.